Welcome to the Ultimate Coach Podcast, Conversations from Being, inspired by the book, The Ultimate Coach, written by Amy Hardison and Alan Thompson. Join us each week with the intention of expanding your state of being, and your experience will be remarkable. Remember, this is a podcast about being. It is a podcast about you. To explore more deeply, visit theultimatecoachbook.com. Now, enjoy today's conversation from B. I wanted to welcome you, Simona B, to the show. I wanted to welcome you to the Ultimate Coach Podcast, beaming in live from London, England. How are you? First of all, thank you for inviting me. It's it's my pleasure to be here. I'm feeling really good, like every day. Well, you look good. I know this is an audio-only recording, but I'm just letting the folks out there. Simona is a vivacious, bright, engaging individual with a very interesting story, and we'll get to some of that in a minute. But, Simona, for the folks at home that haven't heard of you, how would you describe who and what you are in 90 seconds or less. Right. Before 90 seconds starts, you look good too. <laughs> Flattery will get you everywhere. Thank you very much. Uh, I graciously receive and accept that compliment. <laughs> who am I? First word that comes into my mind, I'm a parent. I'm a parent of three beautiful boys and I wouldn't, change this name for anything else I'm so proud to be their parent I'm also a coach I help people to find themselves to get to the place where they want to be to learn to love themselves just to find happiness in their life and yeah I'm a human being at the moment. <laughs> at the moment. And you, you've you got an accent, and uh, from memory, I think you're from Latvia. Is that right, originally? It's close. Latvian people are our neighbours. It's Lithuania. Ah, dang, damn it. Lithuania. What's a, what's a fun fact about Lithuania that you can share with our audience that most people won't know about? Fun. That's an interesting question. It doesn't have to be fun, but fun. <laughs> it's usually better than a, a terrifying statistic. Terrifying is the government. That's what terrifying. Um, beautiful country, beautiful nature. We have a beautiful sandy beach, which is like you feel you in, in Greece, you know, or having a, a beautiful holiday out. Yeah, Worth visiting, definitely, for the experience. However, yeah, society part is still not quite right there. So I do have a little purpose to help people from my own country to find themselves and, and to tune into that being yeah well the rest of the western world is blessed to have you in in our presence and uh i want to know 
Simona, what, what did life look like before being introduced to Steve Harnison and the Ultimate Coach Group versus after? Oh, wow. That is, that's a difference, like, like black and white, like Steve's favorite colors. So, yeah, that's an interesting thing because liking both colors is like liking black and white. So, yeah, the difference is I've got so many friends now that I could have only dreamed about before I I attended the group. I have so much inner growth happening so fast and I love it. The difference is that I was usually sad most of the time. Now I'm happy most of the time. And I never had a thought like, oh, what would I have to do to be happy all the time? That just happened. I just wanted for it and it happened. So joining the group, reading the book, it literally changed your life. I think that's a pretty good description of how a lot of people feel after being exposed to this this uh this phenomena which is really no other way to describe it i would say and you've got an unusual uh added bonus as well you got three boys and steve is the godfather is he godfather to all three or just one i don't know how that works just a little one yes what's his name aj and what did what did AJ do that was so impactful that caught the attention of Steve Harnison enough for him to designate himself a, a godfather? He loved Steve, loved, loves, still love, past, present, future. It's, it's unconditional love. He rubbed Steve, Steve's hand, arm, Steve's arm, while we were sitting together in the ultimate experience. They were hugging each other. AJ was with Steve every break time. He was just giving all his love, all his attention to Steve. There's something magical happened in the moment that they met. I believe they fell in love from the first moment. And before they became Godfather and Godson, they became buddies forever they did the pinky promise with the little fingers and uh, that didn't take long it took just a couple of days after when steve proposed to become ages godfather it was such a moment and <laughs> of course i had to ask aj first if he wants because it wasn't up to me. So, yeah, AJ said immediately, yes, yes. That was that was funny moment when I said, AJ, would you like Steve to be a godfather? Yes. Uh, do you know what godfather is? No. 
it doesn't matter. I want it. I want everything about Steve. He was listening for the ultimate coach book in that moment, aging. And uh, yeah, the love with Steve is just growing every moment. And, and then they had a call together after the event. And when call ended, AJ was like, mommy, I'm bursting with love now. Like talking to Steve, just talking. That's it. You don't need money, mansions, fancy cars, airplanes to be happy. You just need a conversation with someone that you love. And for me to witness that, that was a gift. So now I want I want to provide some context, Simona, because this isn't a eighteen year old son here. This is someone who is much younger. How old is Aj? Seven. This is a seven year old boy with what sounds like extraordinary levels of intuition and awareness and being, for lack of a a better word. Where like where does a seven year old pick this stuff up? Were you like this when you were young? Uh, that's a good question. You know, Steve asked me the question. He said, I wonder where did AJ get this all from? And I was in a, in a joking mode. I said, uh, you? <laughs> and I heard Amy laughing at the back. Steve said, I think it's you. I personally believe that AJ came to this world with this gift already. I just help him to use his gift in the right way, in the way that that is right. What is right, I don't know, but I believe it works. So I'm just supporting him and I'm just, just little guiding him while he is still little, but the gift is purely his. I wish, I wish, I wish I knew that 10 years ago. I would have done it with AJ's brothers. Now we're working on it. But the main thing is that my children are so independent. And, and AJ learned this from, from when he was a baby. He speaks from when he was nine months. He walks from seven months old. He's got six pack now. He's covered in muscles. <laughs> he is. Yes, I'm so safe. I'm so safe. Yeah, and I just... I just enjoy watching my children from a side and then just 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 giving the help and support when they need it. Otherwise, they make their choices. They know that they will face the consequences. And me as a parent, I strongly believe that it's better to allow them to experience independence from when they're little rather than when they 18, 19, and then they move out, and then they 
oh my God, what am I doing now? So learn how to be independent from your little days. So when life starts without parents, you're good, you're confident, you know what you're doing. And yeah, you won't need to face any bad consequences because you faced them already when you were seven. I, I, I love that so much, Simona. I, what you've got me thinking about as I'm listening to you talk is how wonderful, how wonderful it is that, that, that AJ has been exposed to, to Steve at seven years of age. I was 41 when I met Steve a year ago, give or take. And like, I am beyond blessed to have had that man enter my life and flip turn everything upside down in the most extraordinary, amazing way possible. So what, what possible outcome is that going to have on AJ when he gets to 41? And, and I'm just curious to know, for, you know, for people that are listening that, that have been impacted by Steve and haven't yet had an opportunity to, to influence their younger children or even their older children by any, any component of this, what was it that you did that allowed AJ to, to pick up on Steve and the ultimate coach without ramming it down his throat? What did you do that allowed him just to organically start receiving this without feeling bombarded? I was sharing with my children, I would say all of them, what I'm doing. So they always see in the book that I'm reading. The book is always there. No one stops them to pick it and read it. If I read something that um, kind of evokes an insight inside me, I share this with my kids. AJ was the one that was most interested in um, in regards of everything about the coaching. He would pick my little questions book and would write, what would you do if you had a lot of money? He said, oh, mommy, I've got extra question in your questions book. Look at it. And I will look and there's a question. So AJ was picking and picking everything about what I love and then event was created I asked AJ that was my idea of course I needed his permission I asked would you like to shave an explanation mark on like in in your hair at the back of your head before we go to event, because I knew that ladies are doing their nails and then like t-shirt of the people. I don't know. I thought, let's get creative. So let's do that. So we went to the barbers and I showed the the logo to, to the barber. And he said, hmm, I don't know, I'm not sure can I do that. And he said, call my boss. So we called his boss. He said, it's just on the next street. Go go there. He will do that. So we went there. AJ was so excited to have this new hairstyle. And the barber asked, oh, I don't think they allow patterns in school. Okay. I said, if he gets sent home, he will have day off. It's win-win. <laughs> we have a haircut and day off. 
So yeah, we we did that. We took a picture. We showed Steve how we excited about it, and uh, I remember making a little gift for Steve. I, I painted painted him a little picture, uh, and then it was a wooden frame for it. I wanted to color it black because it's favorite color. And AJ said, mommy, mommy, I'll help. So AJ painted that wooden frame. And I wanted to memorize that, like to make a memory. So I took a video and I still have it. Nobody ever seen it. Nobody knows about it. He looked at the camera and he said, hi, Steve (laughs) Hodgson. That will be shared once. But AJ knew about Steve far before the event. And when we went there, he was so excited. I'm going to meet Steve Hardison. And I said, AJ, not just that, we're going to sit with him. And he was just over the moon. And uh, someone made a video I think it's Alan. Alan D. Thompson made the video and he shared it on the group when AJ and Steve met. The first moment when they met, that's a beautiful moment. It's recorded. Yeah, and that that was the, the beginning of the big future ahead of us. Simona, my... Um... Well, people that have heard my story understand that a lot of the uh, the escapism, destructive behaviour stemmed from me being a child of divorce. My parents split up when I was three and a half, and I talk about this a lot. And, and uh, we know, you know, parents splitting up for one reason or another is really devastating on families for the most part. Uh, and the studies even show that that even if there is some dysfunction in the family, uh, depending on what levels that people are better off staying together. Not that that's any reason that people should stay in loveless marriages. Certainly not. I think that can be way worse longer term, but can I ask a personal question about the the boys and you and, and their, their father and the impact that that has had on AJ so lovingly, gravitating towards Steve? Like, is this the first major male role model in his life or is he, is he like this with other people? First major role model, I would say yes, if we stick to word major. Is he like that with other people? Yeah, majority of the people, yeah. Not all of them. Because sometimes he will be unhappy and he will he will just be very open about it and he will share how he feels in regards of all the people's behavior. There will be some people that he won't like. I can give example. He will come and say, oh, that teacher is so mean. She told me to use my brain. (laughs) Yes. And uh, yeah, we don't use this kind of language at home. We are loving. We understanding. We're really supporting each other. And we're not kind of 
putting each other down by saying that, oh, yeah, your brain isn't working or because there is a hidden message. It's not just use your brain. So first thing when AJ meets someone new is, is unconditional love. Yes, he loves everyone. He especially loves dogs. <laughs> There's no dog on the walk that he wouldn't stroke. He counts. Sometimes his record 17 or something. So, yeah. And uh, people, I think he's very intuitive, which, which I absolutely don't mind. And he has his right to choose what he wants to do. And if he doesn't want to go and see someone or go and say something to someone, he doesn't have to. Because he's got something inside him telling him that, no, you don't do that. I believe in higher power. I believe that we don't need pile of evidence, facts, why we don't want to do the things. I know I don't want to do that. It doesn't matter why. And same with my kids. So to answer the question, is he like that with other people? He is to the, to the level where the other people are allowing AJ's love to go into their hearts. Some people are close. So then AJ just loves someone else. Yeah, it sounds like he's super intuitive. And I, I, uh, I draw a, a few parallels with me being uh, when I was younger. I was always very empathetic. I've always felt other people's pain, not, not to, the, to the extent that some people do, uh, but it certainly was something that I was aware of and have been told about with both my mum and my dad, uh, you know, later on in life. Uh, I, I'm also one of three boys. Uh, I'm the middle one. And, uh, and if something like that happened to me, it would be interesting to see what impact, you know, when we were younger, certainly what impact that would have had on my siblings, what, what impact or influence has this experience on AJ had on the other two boys? It would be probably the best thing to ask them, but maybe we would put the question in different words. What I see what I see, what's the influence. It might not be true, but it's everything is so natural. It's like things happening and we're accepting things the way it happens. And um, if AJ loves coaching, loves Steve, loves everyone, his brothers are okay with that. There is... There is nothing that would impact them in any other way than just seeing it as a very natural thing. It's okay. We love each other. We're happy with each other. And yes, my boys, they, they like three musketeers. <laughs> they, they will stand for each other, you know. They will fight. Yes, they fight. They fight over the thing. 
little thing. But if one of them is upset based on um, external event or something happened, other two will step in and just protect that one. So I don't know. I don't think there was any kind of impact. Well, I, it's uh, it's really great of you to to preface that by saying you'd need to ask them. It was more if there's any obvious changes that have happened as a result, because I think people with other with kids that that are listening to you speak, a lot of this will be resonating deeply. Because if you can, if if we can all be so dramatically impacted by Steve, and if you're listening to this for the first time and you've never come across. Steve Hardison and the Ultimate Coach uh, book, or the any of this other stuff, because it's it, it is relatively new and it's not relatively well known, you know, compared to like Taylor Swift or the Beatles, for example. But knowing knowing what kind of impact you can have long term on your family by exposing them to people like Steve that operate from a place of absolute unconditional love. And, I, and I'll be honest, Simona, I've battled with how loving Steve is at times. And I've thought, I've created thoughts in my own mind where I'm like, this cannot be possible. There has to be people in the world that you just don't like, right? <laughs> and with what's gone on in the world in the last couple of years and, you know, what what my eyes have been opened up to in terms of the nefarious nature of, human behavior at times i still it's something that i'm still learning and i and i'm i'm ascending the 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 list of consciousness you know david hawkins list of consciousness um as as fast and as high as i can uh and and uh you know every time i i come back to recording an episode for the ultimate coach i'm so beautifully reminded of the wonderful impact that it has on other people and it, and it reinvigorates me. And I'm going to, when I get off this, I'm going to start reading the book again because I need it. I need it back in my life again. And there's always something that I get out of it that, that uh, really kickstarts me into gear again. My, my question, Simona, for you is what's something recent that you've read in the book that's inspired you or had a profound impact on you? Can I just go back a little bit and maybe ask you a question? I'll, I'll leave you a question for a moment. But Yeah, yeah, go for it. This is the first, folks. <laughs> not the last. You said you, if I hear you correct, you said you sometimes struggle or struggled in the past to accept it, how Steve is so loving you said there must be some people that he doesn't like. Do you still feel the same now? Uh, let me just check that. Yeah, like it seems to me that he's he's able to practice unconditional love with everyone. And now that you're asking me, maybe even people that he doesn't like, he still loves them. And I and I have struggled. In the past, it's not something I've thought about recently, but I'm like, surely there's someone that really pissed him off that he just doesn't like or doesn't love. Is that, does that clarify? Yes. 
I've been in that space as well. This is why I'm asking. I have my own experience how to fall in love with everyone, everyone that hates me, everyone that purposely tries to upset me. You know, the people that are unhappy and do the bad things for others are the people who need the love the most. So I have enough for everyone. And if people would be happy, 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 they would never try to upset anyone. They would never try to do something to others so that they suffer. If they do, that means they're unhappy. What's in my power to make them happy? Love them. Okay. So I had a little story when I was walking in the car park and I didn't see the car behind me. And um, the driver was so angry. I saw his window opening down and I knew that something's coming. I thought, yes, you know, go on challenge. What's going to happen? And he was starting chatting. Oh, you ignorant. And I know why we have got upset a year ago. Like, yeah, I, I, I would start apologizing or I would just feel so bad and blind and I didn't see. And I'm so like, yeah, piece of crap. But I looked at him, I smiled and I said, I love you. And I, just, <laughs> I went back to my car. What did he do? What did he do when you said I love you? I don't know. I walked away. <laughs> I gave him my love. <laughs> he may have had a bad day. He may have had an argument with someone. He may have been in the bank or I don't know what happened. But he... He was created by external event and that that madness inside him, he allowed for it to happen. And then he took it out on me. But what he needs the most is love. He didn't need that argument or something what happened. He needed love. He wanted to be understood, accepted, loved. So have it. I have enough for everyone and I purely and deeply love everyone. So I want to, I want to test you with uh, a challenge, Simona, because I woke up on Sunday morning and uh, I've got a, a social media guy that posts repurposed material from my other podcast, Become Your Own Superhero, and and uh, my book, and you know the coaching that I do. And this guy used to, well, I, I knew this guy. I recruited this guy into a job maybe five years ago when I worked in technology recruitment back in Australia. And and I got this this message on a post that had gone up, and the the, the post was a sixty second video of. Uh, I might be the world's best courage coach, but this is the most courageous person I know, referring to my wife, right? 
and who's gone through you know 16 consecutive miscarriages as a thriver from childhood sexual abuse and and legitimately fits that role well and this is the comment that he left on linkedin right mm-hmm. and i'm just going to re- going to read this to you and i would love to hear what your ideal response is and i think i know what it is but i'm going to read it to you anyway so this guy i'm going to read it verbatim it doesn't make very good sense he is an English speaker. I think he was very angry, angry when he wrote this. He wrote, you are a complete and utter asshole who thinks a leech in employment set you up on a pedestal, but really at the core, you are nothing substantial. I have zero respect for you. You disgust me and I hope you fail miserably. <laughs> what would be your response to that vitriol? Sending love. Just, just type the words "sending love." Yeah, I would put heart emoji. That's what I like. But he needs love. He needs love. People who have love and are completely immersed in love would never ever respond the way he did. So if I give him love from me someone else gives love someone else he will start shifting without love he will stay who he is and I know because I've been there I was responding in the way oh you know shut up f off blah 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 it doesn't help it doesn't it just makes it worse it's like it's like my kids, if I if they mess about and they fight and they, they just do the things that, you know, out of control and I just take their devices away, right? You're punished. It just that even makes it worse because then they mess about even more. So by punishing someone, you just make situation worse. Um yeah, I have a little quote just in front of me, which is very resonating with what we're talking. It says, so bad people, let's call them bad people. People that live in order to get comfort in their life, to get greed and, and profit, to, to get greed? I don't know, can you get greed? Comfort, greed, and profit. Seeking for that, say that. So they actually are seeking for the kind of profit where one person or group of people benefit at the expense and suffering of another. So understanding that the person who made the comment will be fulfilled by the expense of you suffering and whenever they do better because now he feels better and higher than you whenever they do better of the expense of someone else hurting or doing worse they're actually doing worse for themselves so that kind of profit that they will gain designs the path for them that leads nowhere 
So it depends now what do we want to do. Do we want them to go nowhere or do we want to help everyone? So we leave the earth a, a better place after we, I don't know, I say drop our bodies. I don't know if that makes sense, but he just wanted to profit in the expense of your suffering. And that's not going to happen because you're not suffering. You're just loving. No, it makes, it makes perfect sense. And I, I, uh, I really, I was hoping that you were going to respond with, you know, Laban, sometimes it's okay just to beat the hell out of people. <laughs> Oh. And, the, the, and I realize that's not something that you're going to say. The trouble is the guy is 14,000 miles away. So for me to go out of my way to go give this guy a hiding is uh, an extreme waste of energy and not going to help anyone at all. Um, I did respond. I took some time to really think about it. It really upset me because I don't get a lot of hate mail. But as my profile is starting to grow, you, you inherently attract people that are super duper unhappy with themselves and, uh, and they are, you know, telegraphing their, their own bullshit onto you for lack of a better phrase. Right. And I just thought about it for a minute. I was like, how unhappy is this guy to post such a like unbelievably um, vitriolic statement on a professional networking site that he uses to find work. And the post has had, maybe 1,500, 2,000 views now of which he helped drive engagement because he commented on it, which is even, you know, more ironic. And potential hiring managers will see that and they will remember that. So he's done enough damage to himself. I did post uh, a meme that had uh, Abraham Simpson from The Simpsons and it's a, it's a screenshot of a newspaper article saying, old man yells at cloud. <laughs> and that was the extent. I, I, I would like to go back maybe to delete that and just to say, his name is Francois, right? Hey, Francois, I love you, man. Right? And, like, and I, I even feel better saying that out loud. So I'm re- I really appreciate you sharing that insight. Simone, it's, it's, we, you know, we're all just ongoing works in progress. And the fact that, you know, from a year ago to now that you are saying that you are now becoming way more uh, enlightened to, to being able to respond better, because it, it sucks so much energy from us when we get angry and we respond in such a way. That's why places like Twitter, uh, you know, can destroy your mental health if you, uh, if you, if you don't understand the parameters of success, right? So, Simone, I know there'll be certain people listening to this that really resonate with your unbelievably warm style. You've got the thing I love about you. We've spent a number of hours on calls prior to this, and I'm really privileged to get to to have gotten to know you better. And I know we haven't shared a heap of deep stuff about your past and your background, and you know maybe that's for another episode one day in the future. But you've overcome incredible adversity and you should be so proud of the person that you've become and the mum that you are and the, and the impact that you're having on those boys. But for people that, that want to get to know you more or want to be coached by you, what's the best way for people to find you? Email. I would go old-fashioned thing, email. Um... <laughs> what's your email address? 
The adjust is very easy to remember. It's it's a domain that I I was feeling so lucky that it was free, you know, because it just describes me. It's my name, so Simona at and domain is I care about you. No gaps, no spaces, no big or small. No, all small letters, yeah. Simona at icareaboutyou.co.uk. S-I-M-O-N-A at icareaboutyou.co.uk. That's right. Simona, do you have any concluding thoughts for our amazing audience today? Audience and you. (laughs) So, again... You know, I'm a listener. My name, Simona, means hear and listen. So I want it or not, I hear and I listen. You said after you read the comment, you said it made you angry. Now, think didn't make you angry. And I would think that people who are listening will will may get some benefit from what I'm going to say as well. Nothing is making you angry. It's that you became angry of what you've seen. So I would suggest you imagine that you are the person like security guard who is in charge whether to allow these feelings to overcome you. It's like being security guards in a concert where lots of girls wants to go, ah! screaming, shouting, throwing their brass and <laughs> things. And the security guard says, yeah, go on. And then everybody just runs inside. And you are that person who is in charge to let everybody in. And if you allow those emotions overcome you, then, then it's your choice, isn't it? You are so correct. (laughs) And I know this, but I'm so grateful that you can politely, gently remind me. And I think this is the beauty of being around other people that are in this space. And to, you know, doesn't matter how developed we are and how much work we've done on ourselves. We this is a really great point of of we need to continue to be around people that can help us remain accountable to our own actions. It's not someone making me feel bad. I'm allowing myself to feel feel bad. And, uh, and I really appreciate you sharing that, Simona. You're very welcome. Yes, you can be angry. Obviously, you can. The anger is those girls that screaming. But what do you do with that? It's entirely up to you. Ladies and gentlemen, Simona B., Thank you for listening. If you know someone who would benefit from today's conversation, please share this podcast with them. Also, we invite you to visit theultimatecoachbook.com so you can continue your personal exploration of being. There you will find links to join our wonderful community, get your own copy of The Ultimate Coach Book, and more. Simply go now to www.theultimatecoachbook.com. That's www. 
theultimatecoachbook.com. The link is also available in the show notes. We appreciate your support. Be blessed. Be used.